0: Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, where your are host, as always, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, welcome to today's show.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Looking forward to rounding the bend on our latest topic du jour, and of course, giving some great shout-outs as well.
0: Mental tricks rich people use to make more money uh, now, part three. Is this part three or part two? Is this really part three? Part three. Oh. Okay, cool. Yeah, so there you go. This is part three. Go back and listen to part one and two. Remember, guys... There are literally thousands of past podcasts that are on YouTube that are on – Though hardly anyone watches them on YouTube because everyone listens on iTunes and on Stitcher, but they're also on our main website, timandjulieharris.com. So as promised, the book is now available. For those of you guys who wanted to have an actual physical book in your hand, is available on Amazon. It just went live this morning. The audible version is underway. We're going to hopefully have that early next year. Um, and uh, yeah, so there you go. The Mastermind, we sent out emails um, we've also posted about the mastermind for those of you who helped to make our book number one on Amazon, number four, which is crazy, for all nonfiction books on Amazon, for all nonfiction books on Amazon, not just um, you know real estate books, not just mindset motivation, not just business books, but Harris Rules is you know basically changes every day, but it's between number four, number nine, number eleven, you know. Of all nonfiction Kindle books on Amazon, so it's pretty incredible. Um, and thanks to all of you, um, we're you know that's you guys have helped to make the book number one, exceeding our expectations, in really less than a month. It's pretty incredible. So as our way of saying thank you, we are going to be doing a mastermind. The mastermind starts this Friday. It's going to last 90 days. Um, for all of you who have purchased the book, the mastermind costs you absolutely nothing. The information is posted on our website. You've been emailed about it several times. Um, go to the uh, timandjulieharris.com, and and just put in the search bar, Mastermind, and you'll find the information you're looking for. And there you go, and just show up on Friday. Oh, you have to register for it, so just click the link that's in the the post or in the email, register, and you'll get an invitation. You're off to the races. All right, Julie, so you have some folks you'd like to recognize.
1: Yes, I just wanted to point out on our private Facebook page for our Premier Coaching members, there is a referral sitting there for some money to grab in Jacksonville, Florida, from one of my private clients who lives in uh, uh, Massachusetts. So let's try and take care of that referral, guys. And then we have a great comment from Andrea Cooper, who lives in Pennsylvania. She says, remember when Julie said, when an opportunity knocks, just raise your hand and say, I would be happy to be of service. Well, my office has a Facebook community board. And one one of the big shot agents from my office got on and said, does anyone want a rental? I don't want to deal with it. So I raised my hand. I'm going to the listing appointment tomorrow afternoon, not for just one, but two rental units in the same building, and the owners are considering possibly selling instead of renting, and their own home is right around the corner for over a million dollars. Who knows what's going to happen, but not a bad client to have, and I'm sure, I gl- sure glad I raised my hand. So, way to be of service, Andrea, and to say yes, it would be my pleasure to help you, because you never know. Great example of too soon to tell. And then we have an example of Tony Marquis in Houston. Um, who has a beautiful posting of her proven home buying system and proven home selling system, which is the buyer presentation we give you as a premier coaching member, and the listing presentation? She has made them absolutely gorgeous and posted those. And by the way, that's all in the month of Tony dealing with a hurricane, living in a hotel for a week or so, dealing with a lot of past clients and current clients' drama, and she's still getting stuff done. So go, Tony. Just had to give her a great. Shout out, because she is not letting a little hurricane, a big hurricane, stand in her way. She's out there kicking butt. So nice job, guys. And don't forget, uh, coaching members, to check the Facebook page for referrals in and outbound every day, because there's tons of them that happen all the time. Make sure you catch the ones that make sense for you. And then uh, back to you, Tim.
0: You have anybody's testimonial or anyone's review from um, Amazon Uh, you'd like to read? Because there's quite a few from yesterday, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that, uh, let's see, Andrew Scalabin, sorry if I kill your name, I never mean to. Uh, I think this was interesting because he writes, "I'm uh, this is a must read for any real estate agent and any entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur running a running short-term rental company and not truly leaning on my real estate license, I found him and Julie Harris's coaching daily podcast and this book to be instrumental to my business. I am an example of how this book applies to any entrepreneur. I tripled my business in the last year with coaching uh, by learning skills such as prospecting, becoming a solid salesperson, mental mindset, setting goals with action plans, and the importance of being of service to others at a high level. I highly recommend this book to all. So thank you for that, Andrew. We very much appreciate your shining five-star review. Especially coming from somebody that's maybe not the traditional, you know, uh, licensed residential agent, and we have quite a few of those reviews. It's resonating not just with, um, you know, agents, but entrepreneurs. Uh, let's see, from somebody. Oh, Tracy Duggan. Jeremy. In yeah. Yeah. Well, Tracy. Well, let me read Tracy's, Tracy's, Tracy's is real quick. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, this yeah. the book is amazing. It's one that I can read over and over again and learn something new from it every time. And that's coming from an established agent because we know Tracy. So thank you so much for that. And then you've got one from Jeremy.
0: And she says, "Definitely my number one real estate book." Well, you can read the one from Jeremy.
1: Yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm, I'm getting used to my progressive lenses,
0: <laughs> Julie. Don't ask me. Yeah. No, it's Jer. It's uh. <laughs> yeah, he's on September 19th. Yeah. Okay.
1: Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. As a coaching client
0: of Tim and Julie, I'll read it. As a coaching client of Tim and Julie and a long-time listener of their podcast, I was a little skeptical this book would be helpful uh, for me, but I really appreciate how succinctly they have delivered the core of their message. Uh, in this book, it does not contain all the information need to be successful in real estate, only scratches the surface of what is available to their clients, but it clearly shows uh, it sh- clearly shows from the first pages the heart of their message. i hi- highly recommend that book. I mean, we can go on and on you guys i don 't I like to read the share with everyone the testimonials uh, because it thanks the p- person who took the time to write it, frankly. Cammy uh, got th- I got this book as soon as I found out about it. Read it cover to cover uh, over the weekend. This is my now my uh, my book for all things real estate. Not sure how to improve your business. This is a great book. Tim and Julie rock. And I don't know if we rock. I I mean I don't know about rocking, but yes, we get it. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, guys, can, uh, please continue to give your sincere uh, reviews. You know, get the book, read a couple chapters. If you guys want a hardcover of it or a softcover, rather, it's available as of this morning and blah, 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 and blah. So, Julie, let's pick up where we left off yesterday.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. No worries. So, let's see. We are talking about, this week, mental tricks that rich people use to make more money now. And I believe that we are on the last three points, which starts with number nine. Go back and listen to replays if you guys missed the first two sessions. Point number nine, they are not dependent on market conditions, someone, or something else determining their trajectory they use the mantra if it's meant to be it's up to me absolutely zero tolerance for the victim mentality it drives them crazy when they hear it from other people so they won't accept it from themselves they're not the agents that say well i'm just going to wait till spring to get cracking cuz you know everything slows down fourth quarter and blah 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 right okay they're not the agents that say well, you know, I don't have very many showings, so the market must be slowing down, so why would I want more listings? They don't use all that kind of crap. Instead, they say, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. I'm going to create my own market because of my own efforts. They don't blame their office, their office manager, their broker, market conditions, hurricanes, or anything else. They're more like Tony in Houston. She does, I mean, she already has a beautiful couple of presentations. She's making them better. She's polishing them up. She's not waiting Okay, so anything you want to add to that, Tim, I think you'd agree with us.
0: It doesn't depend depend on who the president is. It doesn't depend on whatever social cause you're interested in. It doesn't depend on the weather. It doesn't depend on anything other than basically what you do. So here's an interesting fact. Back when the market crashed, and some of you guys met us back then, some of you guys have known us for a lot longer. Back when the market crashed, we were the first company in the country to come out with a short sale coaching program. I will never forget, we had on our first call – uh, our first um, uh, webinar we did, we had, I don't even remember how many people, but it was a ton, like six or 700 agents were on this first call. And I had this prepared presentation. It was the first time I'd done a, a webinar, or maybe the third. I certainly wasn't very good at it. But I had this presentation and I was going to go through the points. And as Julie and I always have, we always will give maximum value. We wanted to make it You know, so that you guys walked away with information you needed to get into action, help people make money, right? And we knew that this information was critical because the the wheels were coming off the real estate markets, and we called it right back in – it was effectively May of of, uh, 2007. Everyone else says the housing crash started in 2008. Well, as real estate coaches, I can tell you it definitely started in really late 2006 – and that sort of had, you know, ebbs and flows into 2007. And by the time mid 2000, early you know, summer 2007 rolled around, we knew the market was going to crash. Everyone else was still look. I'm patting myself on the back here a little bit, Julie and I are. But the reality of it is, is that we were telling you guys things that nobody wanted to hear at a time when nobody wanted to hear it, and nobody else was saying it. And we we have no problem going against the tides, no problem basically flying in the face of conventional wisdom. We had people criticizing us. We had you know, National Association of Realtors, they didn't criticize this, but they're coming out with constant stream of information about how the housing market's never going to crash. Now, the history of history, housing has never corrected, and blah, 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 blah. And Julie and I were saying, and we were the only ones that were saying, housing market was going to crash. And guess what? Oh, man, were we right. Now, here's what I'm here to tell you guys. There were some of you that you listened, you did listen, and you made more money helping more people as a result of the housing crash than you did in all the previous markets combined. Because you realized that there's money to be made no matter what time of year it is, no matter what the market conditions are. You know, here's an uh, interesting thought for you guys. Do you believe that you can only make money when the, you know, the market's headed up, when interest rates are headed down? That's how most agents think. Then guess what? You're only going to make money when the market's headed up and the interest rates are headed down. Or are you somebody that realizes that no matter what's going on in the market, as long as you have the skill set and you have the mindset of service, that you can make money? Because you can You know, when the the REO market started to really take off, who was the first person in the country to really start beating that drum and letting all of you guys know you needed to become REO agents? Of course we were. And what happened? Some of you guys listening right now, you made enough money that frankly you never have to think about money again as a result of the REO market. You guys get the point? So please lose the mindset that you can only make market in a certain, only make money in a certain type of a market. You can make money all the time. Money doesn't give a rat's ass what's going on in the economy. Money doesn't True. give a rat's ass what's going on with anything else. Money just is a thing. And it just basically, if it's not, it's always flowing to somebody, right? So it's going to somebody. You need to make the decision that no matter what the market presents, you are going to get your skills on so you can be of service to as many people as possible. And the key to being successful the key to being, I think, um, <laughs> the key to hitting it right, to you know, basically betting it all on red and winning, uh, is uh, to make sure you are you don't procrastinate. So when you see the market changing be okay being a little bit ahead of the market like we were because when you do that in your real estate market, you're going to dominate and people are going to respect you for having had the courage to tell them the truth like so many of you do now. We get your emails and we read this, you know, the, the comments on different websites where you say, I've been listening to Tim and Julie for over a decade and they steered us right so many times and helped me prepare my business for the changing market. Well, we're going to continue to do that. Now, I'm going to be a little bit self-serving here and I'm going to be really honest with you guys. Why is it that other other people don't do that why is it that other you know supposed coaches and gurus and all these other you know why is it that they don't tell you what we what we tell you and it really comes down to one it really two things either they don't know because they're not paying attention or they do know and they're afraid to tell you which do you guys think it is which do you think it is well guess what we know, and we're not afraid to tell you, so when we see any cracks in any housing markets, any reason to be fearful whatsoever, we are not going to be self-serving and just blow sunshine up your butts so you guys can basically continue to you know, go on your merry way. And this is, again, I get it. If agents are fearful, they're going to stop buying buyer leads, aren't they? Uh-oh, what then happens to all the big portals that are selling leads? You know, if you guys are fearful that the market's going to change, that things are going to be different next year, what kind of changes are you going to make, you know? So one of the questions I always like, and we can hover here just for a second and bounce to the next point, Julie, is if you know, if you know for sure, that six months from now. This is I'm t- we're taking a little side trip here. So for those of you guys who are saying, oh my God, this does not sound like point number ten. It's not. We're just giving you a little advanced coaching here. Okay. So run with this, okay? Okay. Are you with me,
1: Julie? I am. It's okay. I'm just letting them know it's all right. We're we're you know following something for a reason here. Go ahead. Uh, that's right. I'll so agree. if
0: you knew for sure, if you knew for sure six months from now, or 12 months from now, or 90 days from now, the market was going to be completely different. I don't ever think it will be as bad as it was back in 07, 08, 09, but let's just say it's completely different. Upper end agents, you guys know what I'm talking about because you're already experiencing that. The rest of you listening, we have 100,000 regular listens, so a bulk of you guys are still saying, what are you talking about, Tim? The market's crazy. Sellers are having to beat buyers off the stick. And the da, 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 da. If six months from now, a year from now, 90 days from now, everything's completely changed. All the rules have changed. Buying buyer leads is basically everyone's kind of come to the same conclusion that we've been preaching to you guys the last three years that it's insanity. So you guys are all searching for basically what's next. You're maybe even casually thumbing the help wanted section of the local, you know, websites to see where you might get a job, right? So that's six months from now. You know, if you knew everything was going to be different, what would you be doing differently now? I want you to always ask yourself that question. If you knew for sure the future – Market conditions were going to be different because I guarantee you they will be. What would you be doing differently now? Here's the answers that I want you guys to come up with, and our coaching clients know this. One, you'd be saving money. Two, you'd stop buying leads. And three, you'd really, really get good at being a listing agent. If you do those three things, save money, stop buying leads, become really good at a listing agent, it does not matter what's around the corner as far as the real estate market. You will always be able to kick ass. But what is the exact opposite? Well, the agents do the exact opposite. They spend all their money, they buy leads like drunken sailors, and they focus on buyers. Isn't that the industry right now? Isn't that insanity? So if you guys want to live Sin. with confidence, if, 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 well, it's true. If you guys want to have confidence in yourselves, if you want to really embrace this market, you know, you wake up in the morning and everyone's talking about some sort of uh, Korean you know, whatever, whatever, in the, we're in a recession and everyone's in panic mode and real estate agents are running around like their chickens with a head cut off. If you have money saved, if you're not addicted to buying buyer leads, and if you're focused all your best energies every day on taking listings, you don't care. I mean, you feel sorry for the people affected, but you aren't affected. Your family is safe. You're safe. And you are making a ton of money because you're helping a lot of other people when most of your competition is basically in fear mode. You guys get it? You guys with us, I know you are. Next point, Julie, back on script. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's a much stronger position to be in when you have that kind of mindset. And I think you hit on, without saying it, having not just one spoke going on, but having multiple spokes and also following the philosophy that, you know, I shared that Andrea Cooper had, which is, well, yes, it's my pleasure to help you, even if it's a little bit out of your wheelhouse. That way you have that kind of flexibility. So point number ten, rich people. They show their intentions through actions more than through words and wishes. They use sayings like, suck it up, buttercup, (laughs) or as Colin Powell said, there are no secrets to success. It is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. They simply do the work. And how many times have we had successful coaching clients tell us, yeah, I have to do the work. It's not about you know some magic bullet that i that i bought online that's supposed to rain leads on me it's actually just doing the work which i always say because we know that's actually easier than always trying to find and always being distracted by something that's somehow magically going to make your life easier just do the work that's what rich people do could be why they're wealthy okay so they show their intentions through actions more than through words or wishes. I see this even on a micro level, Tim, when agents have deals come apart and they, they make that like their theme song for the week or the month or worse yet the quarter versus taking action to either save the deal, fix the deal or simply move forward with another client. They get stuck instead of taking action. So you can see examples of this on a very micro day-to-day business in you know, a normal agent's life and then you see it also manifest in a lot bigger things like what you were just talking about, being blind to market changes and things like that, versus taking action to plan for the worst, but hope for the best. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Plan for the worst, hope for the best, right? Go back to what I was, my previous little micro rant there, right? Focus on mm-hmm. saving money, don't buy buyer leads, become a powerful listing agent. There you go. Next Good. point, Julian. and I believe our last point.
1: <laughs> right. Okay, point number 11. They are not screwed up about who they are or what they stand for. The foundation stones for a balanced success are honesty, character, integrity, faith, love, and loyalty. That's a quote from Zig Ziglar. Okay? So again, the foundation stones for a balanced success are honesty, character, integrity, faith, love, and loyalty. They know that doing what's right for their client will always be the right thing and that their income is the result of that hard work. They're not screwed up by other things. I, and, you know, there's 101 ways we can use examples of this. But, you know, sometimes agents will go down a rabbit hole of following something that they just they, they feel like maybe it's a little bit smarmy or not for them. But because their friends are doing it or because they got some, you know, killer email about this being the latest, greatest thing, they fall off of that honesty, character, integrity, faith, love, and loyalty. But rich people, wealthy, wealthy people who are successful – are not screwed up about who they are. They know that doing what's right for their client means that they're doing what's right also for themselves and their business, and that the money will follow. You know, I remember all the time, Tim, getting into some, you know, like weird real estate situations, and you and I would always say, you know what, we just have to do what's right for the client, because that has to be what's right. Always lead with what's right for your client. You'll always be okay. So I had to add that as kind of a mindset point. Well, Julie, have you ever –
0: you know – One of the things that I say anyone in real estate, anyone in sales has a problem with, but mostly real estate agents they have a problem with, is basically accepting the fact that they're salespeople because they don't like that label, right? I mean, it's it's a mental – it's a mindset thing. But if you guys drill down on that, and that is what we do, if you ask yourself what does it mean in your mind to be a salesperson, you're not going to come up with very many nice words. You're going to come up with some sort of you know, image in your head of some grease ball that you never want to be like. And then, of course, why would you want to even act or pretend to have, you know, be a salesperson because you don't want people looking at you like that. You sure as hell don't want to you know, feel like a salesperson when you're calling your centers of influence and past clients. You guys get all that. But what makes you feel greasy and slimy is when you're faking it because you don't know what to say or how to say it. What makes you feel greasy and slimy is when you're basically trying to do some pretty shiny object, silver bullet, scammy type thing. Okay, I'm going to really put it out there, duh, right, like I ever hold back. If you guys are uh, a Zillow agent and you're basically spending money to have your listing, have your face appear by the, uh, by the listing agent's uh, listing on uh, the top of the Zillow search, don't you in the back of your mind – Think that you are part of uh, an attempt to fool that potential buyer into in, into believing that you're the listing agent? No shit, that's how it's designed, right? But don't you guys in the back of your minds so you're doing that when you look at your Zillow listings and you see that you're kind of you know part of a slight scam to fool the potential you know the buyer into believing that you're the listing agent. You guys know as well as I do. The biggest objection, well, hopefully you don't, but I hear it all the time from agents that are buying leads from the portals, when they get a call from the buyer, the buyers are smarting up, and they're saying, hey, are you the listing agent? And then you guys are having to do these fancy two steps where you try to BS your way around the fact that you're not the listing agent. You basically were a collaborator and trying to fool them into believing that you are the listing agent. No kidding. You feel like a scumball when you do that, right? because you're out of integrity. You know that that is basically just a sort of a, a form of a lie. You know it is. So no wonder you feel slimy. No wonder you don't feel enthusiastic. No wonder you feel burned out, because you're way out of integrity, and you know it just with that little thing. And how many of the other little things are out there that basically caused you to have that same emotional reaction? What if you knew? Pivot, okay? What if you knew what you were going to say and how you were going to say it was going to help somebody solve a problem? You aren't trying to trick people like you do when you basically pay to have your picture appear by somebody else's listing, trying to fool the potential buyer into believing you're the listing agent. What if you weren't? What if you no longer participated in that crap at all? What if everything you did in the business was something you were proud of, right? What if it was uh, when you woke up in the morning, you were excited because you knew that you weren't going to have to play any of those stupid little manipulative, you know? <laughs> snake oil salesman-type con games to get people to reach out to you, but you already need the business because you know how to earn it, because people wanted to do business with you because they had integrity, Uh, because they knew you had integrity. So here's the amazing thing. When you decide to shed yourself, get rid of all the silver, shiny bullet, easy button BS things that are being able to – if you guys just go cold turkey on them, you're going, and if you're doing them now, I promise you, you're going to have, you're going to be in absolute panic mode, especially if you never took the time to learn any real skills, because the only thing you've ever done is bought buyer leads. But you've the only way to get free of that, the only way to move into integrity and away from all the little stuff that you guys think is normal. So some of you who've not been in the business for long enough, you think that stuff's all normal. You think that's a normal part yeah. of being a salesperson. But you're to supposed try to do to fist, but, right, you're not. Okay? I'm here to tell you that isn't the way it's supposed to be done. And when you aren't successful doing it, because it's because in the back of your mind you feel guilty because you feel like you've almost been part of a deception to get that lead. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about? Oh, not all of you do, but most of you do. Those of you with integrity do. You guys get it? Well,
1: so Tim, let me ask, add that? a Harris rule. Okay, I'm going to add – I'm going to do an amendment to the book right now. If what Uh-oh. you're doing requires an objection handler – that requires <laughs> that you lie. You're being smarmy. You're out of integrity. Like hijacking somebody else's hard-won listing and acting like you're the listing agent. You're lying. If you're objection handler, and by the way, there is no objection handler to the question, "Are you the listing agent?" Unless you actually are the listing agent, there isn't one. Okay. Well, there That's is. That's another like, early warning they, sign.
0: They teach agents to basically uh, lie. And it's a, it's a very fancy lie, but it's a lie to try to obfuscate the fact that they are trying to fool that consumer. But, consu- I mean, Brad yeah. Inman, Julie, talked about this on his site. He said basically he was buying a house in uh, Palm Springs. I did, did oh, you think I about remember this? that. That's said, right. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, said, yeah, yeah. And he said he got fooled into believing that the you know, agent who was sponsoring the listing, quote, unquote, whatever all that means, was the listing agent. And he got fooled by it. Okay, And Brad's a tech guy. You know, Julie and I, when we buy real estate, we never call the agent who's basically sponsoring the listing. That, to me, is unethical. Isn't it to you? I know it is. I know I, virtually all of you guys listening right now, what I'm saying resonates with you because you know it's true. So for those of you who are new, who those of you guys who are new listening to us or just bought the book and just discovered us, and you're trying to basically make this your career, you're trying to make this something you can be proud of, when you are basically being t- enticed to call yourself an expert, for example, when you know you're not just because you pay a fee and now all of a sudden you can call yourself an expert at some particular thing, don't do it. It's unethical. When you're basically being asked to sponsor a listing so that they can, you can be a collaborator and fooling potential buyers into believing you're the listing agent, don't do it. It's out of integrity. Guys, look. This is the best business that there is, in my opinion. I know we have a lot of folks that listen to this podcast that are not in real estate. They're in other businesses and the rest of it. But I am such an advocate of people selling real estate when they do it with integrity, when they do it with a mindset of service, when they do it with the idea that they're going to make profit, and with that profit they're going to basically become rich where their money works for them and they no longer work for the money. Uh, In this iteration of real estate, in the, you know, in the really since 2007, there has been thousands of companies that have come around and thousands that have gone out of business that are all designed basically to exploit your weakness, everyone's weakness, their desire to be lazy. People think there's nobility in, in, uh, in not working hard. People seem to think that there's nobility in somehow uh, gaming the idea that you actually have to learn skills. There's not, you're just not going to get anywhere. you're you're literally wasting your time and you're wasting your money. If your goal is to actually have a significant career, have a significant impact on the people you do business with, you have to earn it. If you don't have everything that you want in life, or aren't on your way to having everything you want in life, it's because you haven't earned it. You haven't earned the right to, do, to take that listing. You haven't earned the right to do the business that you want to uh, do so that you can actually accumulate enough savings so you can buy some rental properties. You have to earn it. You have to not you know, trick people to earn it, That's sort of what the modern thinking is. You have to get the skills so that you can help people solve problems, and then you have to go out there and you have to earn the business every day. Look, we're going to be having some more superstar interviews over the next few months, and I'm going to introduce you guys to some of, or reintroduce in many cases, some of the agents that have been with us, Julie and I, for years. And you're going to hear in their voices that every single week they'll they'll take five and six listings, and they aren't running any bait-and-switch ads and any of this other gimmicky crap. They're going out there and they're earning the business based on their reputation of knowing how to solve other people's problems. I want you guys to have that mindset. That's how you have a long-term career. That's how you have integrity. That's how you feel proud about yourself. That's how you basically attract more people to you, and that's how ultimately you accomplish everything that you want to accomplish in your life. And by the way, you can even create generational wealth, if that's how you're so inclined. So look, guys, look for the email Look for the post on timandjulieharris.com about the mastermind. If you purchased the book, that is starting on Friday. If you've not purchased the book yet, please go to amazon.com, Harris Rules. You can buy the Kindle version. It's only 99 cents. The publisher's got the other book up there now, the softcover for 15 bucks. Whichever is your fancy is great. Um, and if you guys need us for anything, it's tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Have a fantastic day, and we will talk with you on the show manana.